turn with me to the book of Revelation. Chapter 1. It is a joy that we're here. We're thankful that the Lord has brought us this way. We're thankful that Brother Frank called us. Uh, this is a sacred place. This is just a desk. It's just a, they call it pulpit or whatever it is. But it's not this. It's this place that we feel. Brother Frank has been preaching the gospel. I've known him for probably 40 some years. And for him to call me or ask me to come and stand where he stands every week is a awesome task. It's a sobering task. But it's a joy. It's a joy. And what I want to try to look at, we're going to look at the first three verses of Revelation chapter 1 and see what it is that God is telling us. He starts out with the revelation. Singular. For years, I've, when I've read through the revelation, I said revelations. We put the S on the end of it. But not so. This is one singular revelation that God gave of His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so it is of this entire book. From Genesis to Revelation, there is one thing. There is one main character in all the book. He is set forth in different things. He, he set forth in sacrifices. Holy days. He set forth in the Old Testament Scriptures as fulfilling the law. In the New Testament Scripture, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, He said, here He is. He's come. All that the Old Testament prophets prophesied of, all that they, they taught the people that was going to come to pass, now here He is. Here He is. And John, when John saw Him, said, behold, there He is, the Son of God. And then through from... Acts through the book of Revelation, it tells us He's coming back. He's coming back. And in this first chapter, <clears throat> He is titled with at least 15 different titles in this one book. He is the faithful witness as in chapter 1. He is the first begotten of the dead. He is the prince of the kings of the earth. Him that loved us and washed us from our sins in His own blood and made us kings and priests unto God. This is all Him. This is all who He is and what He's done. He that liveth. He who holds the keys of hell and of death. He that holdeth the seven stars in His right hand. He that walketh in the midst of the candlestick. He is the line of the tribe of Judah. He is the root of David. He is a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. He is the faithful and true. He is the Word of God. King of kings and Lord of lords. 
the one who declared, Behold, I make all things new. I am Alpha and Omega, the bright and morning star. All these titles are given him in this one chapter here. So surely, this is the revelation that God gave of His Son and He gave it unto His servant John. And He told John, He said, you write these things down and you send them to the seven churches of Asia. And He uses that word seven as a fulfillment, as completion. You send it to all the churches throughout all the world. You tell them what I have said concerning my Son. This is what revelation is. This is the revelation that God gave of His Son. And this thing of men's, well, it's a dark and mysterious book. Oh, it, it's thing <clears throat> too hard to understand. No, it's not. No, it's not. If we read this book, as we read all the Scripture, if we read it with this understanding that our Lord is victorious over death, hell, and the grave. He is victorious over Satan and all his powers. He is victorious over all religion. He will bring them to their knees. All tongues shall confess that He is Lord for the glory of God the Father. That's what we have right here in this book. So let us look here closely. Revelation 1, verse 1. <clears throat> the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto Him to show unto His servant things which must shortly come to pass. And He sent and signified it by His angel unto His servant John. The word revelation simply means what is revealed by divine inspiration. This revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave unto Him, God's telling the world and all that is in the world, this is my Son. This is my Son in whom I am well pleased. And I'm going to tell you all things concerning Him. That's what the prophet said. He, they wrote of Him. They wrote of Him. They told what He has done, is doing, and will do in the future. They told who He stands for. They told who He represents. And they tell who He glorifies in, or who He glories in. God revealed His Son. <coughs> And he, as he reveals him, if you read down through this this one chapter, you'll see that he reveals him at least with fifteen different titles. He is the one who opened the book, took the book out of the servant's hand, and opened it up. Before this book was sealed with seven seals, and John said, "I I looked." And there was none able to open the book or to, to look therein. And he said, I wept much. John looked throughout all the world, throughout all the great men of, of his day, and there was none that was able to open the book. This book that was sealed with seven seals. 
And he said, I went much. I saw no hope for mankind. I saw no hope for myself or any of my descendants. And oh, it, it caused me great, great troubles and trials and tribulation as we weep over our children or weep over our friends. We desire them to know the gospel, but we have no power to do that. And so John looked and he said, there's none. I found none in heaven or earth that was able to open the book. And then he comes. And he takes the book from the minister's hand. And the Spirit of God says, John, weep not. Behold the Son of God. Here He is. He's able to take the book. He's worthy to take the book. He has the power to take the book. And He has the power to open it up and reveal it unto a people. Oh, what power. Speak unto the hearts of your people that they may see and that they may know and that they may understand that there's one God there's one mediator between God and man, and that's the man Christ Jesus. And this is who we, we desire to look into and find more about Him. We just looked at the Song of Solomon, the love that He had for the church. Oh, that's what we desire. We desire to know more about Him. <coughs> and as this book here is written, as John gave, or as God gave John inspiration to write these words down of all that he saw, all that he heard, and all that was revealed unto him, he wrote these down, and now we have it. We have it. This is the word of God concerning his son. So what are we going to do with it? What are we going to do with it? Without the grace of God, we push it aside as any other book. Men read this book. Well, I know what's going on there. Oh no. Until the Spirit of God reveals. And that's what this is. The revelation, the revealing of Jesus Christ by God the Father unto a people. And it's only by grace. I don't care how much a man studies, without the grace of God, it will be a closed book. But when God opens it up, oh, the joy, the gladness that we have when we read, He took my sins unto Himself and He died on the cruel cross in my room and in my stead. Well, how do you know that? This is what God reveals to His people. He reveals unto them, You're mine. I have loved thee with an everlasting love. And I've worked all things. All things. From creation to glorification, I have worked all things for your good and for my glory. Well, how do you know that? That's what the book tells us. All things work together for the good to them that love God, to them that are called according to His purpose. That's what the book tells us. And as He reveals unto us all oh, the mystery that is laid out before us, 
How can God take upon Himself flesh? Men can't understand that. Oh, we, the natural mind can read it. We say, well, yeah, I see what that is. Explain that to me. I can't explain it to you until God explained it to people. And then they see. Who was it? Job said, I know that my Redeemer liveth. How do you know that? God revealed it to him. I know that one day he shall stand upon the earth and I shall see him as he is. Well, how do you know that? God taught us. He reveals it. And he explains these things unto us through the teaching and the preaching of the gospel. Listen to what he said in Luke chapter 24. He said, And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them all the scriptures concerning himself. Now can you imagine the Lord of glory standing here and teaching and preaching the gospel. And it went over their heads. It went over their heads. Listen to what again he says in Luke chapter 24, verse 44. And he said unto them, These are the words that I spake unto you while I writ you with you. You remember everything that I've said to you. I've walked and talked with you for three years now, teaching and preaching the gospel. And all things must be fulfilled. I've told you that. Which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. All these Old Testament scriptures concern me, he said. Then opened he under their understanding. They saw the things that the prophets was talking about. They saw the sacrifices. They saw that was what it took to, to appease God. They saw these things. But they never understood them here. Then opened he their understanding that they may understand the Scriptures. And he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooves Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And your witnesses, now you know. Now you understand. Now you can go unto all the world and tell all the world what I've told you. Go unto them and preach the gospel. You tell them who Christ is. You tell them what He has done. And you tell them what He is doing right now. He's sitting at the right hand of God making intercessions on my behalf. You go tell the world, this is what the Son of God came to do. And all the promises and blessings of God given to sinful men and women are yea and amen in Christ. They're true. They're steadfast, but only in Christ. Apart from Christ, God's promised nothing but wrath. But wrath. You read through this book of Revelation. To the church, they sang a new song. Worthy is the Lamb. To those outside the grace of God, they cry for the rocks and the trees and the hills to fall upon them, to hide them from the face of their God. 
all the love, all the mercy, all the grace that God has toward your people is found in this one person, Jesus Christ the Lord. And all the revelation and all the knowledge that God has as a triune God, we find in Christ. For He is all in all unto the glory of God by Jesus Christ. Oh, that we may that we may make much of Him. That we may tell men of the greatness of our Lord. That we may declare His, His power, His might, His authority to rule the world. Men today say, oh, the world in a, is in an uproar. Oh no. It's exactly where He pur- purposed it to be before He ever created it. But we don't understand that. I don't understand all of it either. But I know it's true. The Word of God tells us that it's true. The Spirit of God reveals it to us that it's true. And we simply bow. We don't try to... Let me find the word I'm looking for here. We don't try to explain God. Only God can explain Himself. And this is what He's doing right here. He's telling men and women all around the world who the Son of God is. The revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave unto him and he revealed it unto his servant John. He is the message or the message of Holy Scripture. He is the teaching that we may understand. He is likened to him who has the keys to open the Word of God. Only Christ can reveal this to you. I don't care how great an oratory a man is. He can only speak to here. He can only speak to your head. It must take Christ to reveal it unto your heart. This is not a revelation of John now. John was the writer of it. John was the one that saw it and John was the one that God used to to write it down and to send it to the churches. But this is the revelation of Jesus Christ given to John as the recorder, as the witness, as the one that was to tell other people about it. Mr. Hendricks wrote, the man who wrote the entire entitled of More Than Conquerors, he makes two points that are crucial to a proper understanding of the book of Revelation. William Hendrickson. The first theme is, or the first statement is, the theme of this book is the victory of Christ. The victory of the church over Satan and his helpers. God's promise is not in in jeopardy. It's not in jeopardy. There's no, oh, who's going to win the battle? Is Christ going to come out on top? Or is He going to have anybody to worship Him? Oh no. No, it's settled. It's settled. Christ and His church is triumphant. Is triumphant. Oh, we're going through low places right now. We're going through trials and tribulations right now. But we have the victory. And that victory is in Christ Jesus the Lord. We are not in jeopardy of falling away. We're in the hands of Him. He will not let us go. 
We're not in jeopardy of going after other doctrine. Oh, we, we know that we sin and come short of the glory of God daily. Our minds wanders, our thoughts tendency to run wild, but we're kept by the power of God. We are in His hands. And He says, I will not let you go. And the second, each vision that John saw, each section of this book, must be, must be interpreted as a vision covering the whole entire gospel age from, or from Genesis to Revelation. Men takes these things that John writes here and they say, well, this happened here. Or this is going to happen tomorrow. This is going to happen next week. This is a, a vision of the entire gospel age from beginning to end. And the gospel age tells that Christ has won the victory. He has satisfied the justice of God. He has appeased the, the wrath of God. And He has set down victorious over all creation. All things are in His hand that He may do with them according to His own will. There's no confusion here. But when men tries to take these things and apply them to natural illustrations, apply them to what Jerusalem doing right now, what's Israel doing right now, they make a confusion within their own minds and within their own hearts. Christ is victorious over all things. That's what this revelation tells us. John, according to history, was banished to the Isle of Patmos. He was there for what history says for preaching the gospel. I don't, I've read some things about John. They said some of the kings was afraid to kill him. They was afraid to do him this or do this to him. So they simply took him out and dropped him off on an island. What was there, I have no idea. The Scripture don't tell us, but John was there and God was there. That's enough. If He's there, we're satisfied with being there. And I don't find anywhere in Scripture where John tried to build a boat and get off that island. God was there. God taught him and John stayed there. Now look at verse 2. God sent this and signified it by his angel unto his servant John. And John is a faithful witness. He bare record. He told others. He wrote these things down. He bare record of the word of God and had the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things he saw. John bare the record of what God showed him. We read in first John chapter or we read in John chapter one, verse one, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and were thought him without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man, sin of God, whose name was John. 
That's him. He said the same came as a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light. John said, that's not me. It's not me who gives this light. He was not that light. But he was sent to bear witness of the light. And the word was made flesh, John said, and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. In him was life. In him was life. And life only in him. And he came and gave his life for a people. Or for a people. And of his fullness have all we received grace for grace. For the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten, which is the bosom of the Father, he has declared him, or he has revealed him unto his people. Who bear record. Oh, John, that I saw things that is not right for me to speak. He looked. Was it Paul that was called up into the third heaven? And he said, I saw things that was not lawful for a man to speak. John, I believe Paul saw the angels and all the all those risen saints gathered around the throne of God in worship, and they sung with new song, a new song, with new hearts, with new tongues. That's not lawful for you and I to even speak of. They gave God the glory, as God, as the glory belongs to Him, which we cannot do which we cannot do as long as we're in this flesh. We attempt to. We desire to. We, we plead for God to give us the ability to do so. But as long as we're in this flesh, we will never worship God as God deserves to be worshipped. You say, well, that, that's putting men down. Oh no. That's raising Him up higher than we'll ever attain to. That's raising Him up where He belongs where he's at and where he dwells right now. This is the gospel which testifies of the person of the truth of his deity and the reality of his human nature. Of the union of two natures. Oh. Divine God but yet took upon him our flesh. How is that possible? How is that possible? It's only possible in one man. The Lord Jesus Christ. The very Son of God. Oh, if we could only get a hold of this. The testimony of Jesus Christ. What great thing He has done for us. What great thing He is doing right now for us. He's mediating on the right hand of God. When my sins and when my shortcoming, he said, Father, lay them not to their charge. I've suffered their sin debt. I've paid their sin debt. And now they are made one with God in Christ. That's who we are. That's who we are. 
Or we, we look at ourselves as lowly, sinful creatures, and we are. But oh, when we see Him as a, the holiness of God, and we say we're in Him, what does that make us? It makes us the holiness of God. Let me find the Scripture. See if I, I've got it wrote down here somewhere. It says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, that God dwelleth in you. And men say, well, that's blasphemy. No. In the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, He dwelled within our hearts. And we dwell within His heart. And we are one with Him. And everything that He does, we did. Brother Paul Mahan, several years ago, when the church at Kingsport was just getting started, they met for a conference. And Brother Paul was one of the messengers. And he preached this message. It stuck here. I wish I could remember all of it, but I only remember bits of it. And he said, what is it to be in Christ? <clears throat> and that was the title of his message, In Christ. And he used an illustration of a, a young woman being with child. And he said, everything that that woman does, that child does. Everywhere that woman goes, that child goes. Everyone that accepts that woman, accepts that child. For that child is in her. He said, that's what it is to be in Christ. Now one day, that child will be separated. We can only take an illustration so far. One day that child will be separated from the mother. But oh, not so in Christ. Not so in Christ. We shall never be separated from Him. We will dwell with Him throughout eternity, ever how long that is. And everything that He did, if I'm in Him, I did in the mind and purpose of God. Now everything that I did, He didn't do. I sinned and come short of the glory of God. It's me in Him. It's not Him in me in that stead, in that sense. But it's me in Him. And every time that He satisfied the law of God, in every point, He dotted every, or He crossed every T and dotted every I, I believe the writer said. I did it in Him. I did it in Him. That's the relationship that He has with me and I have with Him because I am in Him. And when He satisfied the justice of God, I satisfied it. When He was baptized, I was baptized. When He was raised, I was raised. When He walked the streets of glory, I walked the streets of glory in the mind and purpose of God. Am I still? Am I there yet? No. But I shall be because of the relationship that I have with Him and He has with me. Look what he says in verse 3. Blessed. Oh, happy. Blessed is he that readeth. Now there's many reads it. And it's a blessing to even have the Word of God. All men are blessed to even have the Word of God. But listen to what he says here. And they that hear, they that hear, 
the word of this prophecy and keep those things which were written for the time is at hand. Blessed is every man <clears throat> to be able to just read it. But oh, we that hear, <clears throat> we that hear by the grace of God and although it says and keep those things which were written. In Him we keep them. In Him they have been kept. In this flesh, no. That's the reason this flesh must be put off. That's the reason that this flesh must return to the dust of the earth. But all the Spirit is returned unto Him that gave it. There to be ever joyful with the Lord. There to enter into the most glorious place that has ever been written about. That we may be one with Him. That we may see Him as He is and be made just like Him. But there's also another promise. As He is, so are we in this world. Now explain that. I just did. As He is, so are we in this world. Even while we live in this sinful flesh, even while our minds are separated from thinking upon the Word of God, as Christ is, so am I right now. That's the reason that Paul could write and say, there is therefore now, right now, no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Right now, as we sit here, and our minds may be here, our minds may be there, our thoughts may be thwarted with different things. Right now, in the Beloved, I'm accepted in Him. Brother Rupert driving Bart sang a song that I've only heard one other person sing it. In the Beloved, accepted am I. Risen, ascended, and seated on high. God sees my Savior. Then He sees me. In the Beloved, accepted and free. That's our state. That's our state right now if we are in Christ. So look to Christ. Come to Christ. Hear His Word. Believe His Word. Love Him with the love that He shines and sheds abroad in our heart that we may send forth unto Him. Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. Thank you for your attention.